Welcome to Chit Chat. Again, good evening, everyone. Good evening. I hope everyone is in good spirit today. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I thank everyone for listening to my iPod my podcast. I thank everyone that have shared it with others and I am so happy to be here again one more Thursday. I know that I originally um, had said that my podcast would be like um, every Thursday morning, but as you know, um, we all have a journey to follow and that journey is to be the best passenger that we can ever be to our children. And for the last, um, I would say, three weeks, I've been getting myself ready as well as my son for school, <laughs> which um, he have been at home for the last year of um, school um, due to the pandemic here with that we were... Um, struggling with in um, New York City. So um, for the last, um, I would say for the last month and a half, I have had him um, basically go over um, all of his um, schoolwork and all of his papers and everything that he have gotten in the last couple of um, weeks before school had ended for ninth grade, um, obviously to get ready for um, 10th grade. And, of course, I was following up with him. And, you know, it's just like it was just crazy for us to get ready, you know, um, focus on, again, getting up at 5 o'clock every morning because we are in a charter school. So we usually um, go back to school pretty early and compared to the other public school. So we're back in school <laughs> officially as um, as of Saturday, we went and got our orientation, and we're back in school this week. So it's just been one of those um, ups and downs. And um, my son did fantastic last year, um, you know, last school year in ninth grade, which he have always done really well in school. And I hope your children are doing well in school and are striving and doing wonderful. And I know some children might have gone back to school already, and I hope they're doing well. So um, what I basically am saying is that instead of my podcast being Thursday morning, it might very well be Thursday evening or Friday morning. Because, again, um, we're, in the, we're in a world where it is what it is, and... For me, the is what it is, is my son needs to do well in school, and I need to do my part, as well as I'm quite sure that you're also doing your part in making sure your child do well and have a successful school year. So the is what it is, like I've always said, well, my is what it is, is my son have to have me 100% focus on him being focused for school. And he's very focused. And I hope you're doing your it is what it is as well. So I'm just going to jump in and let you know what I'm thinking of today. And what I'm thinking of today is I just want, I just want everyone to 
get in the mindset. I know when school starts, we're on, for most of us, we're on a very high. And for some of us, we're, you know, as parents, we're very anxious. Um, and some of us might have started school, the school year with already, you know, like a, a complex of, you know, where we might feel that we have to compare our children to, you know, other children, you know, their, their peers, their siblings, or some of us might, you know, have this, this time clock within our, um, within our soul that, um, our children didn't meet this particular milestone and our children have to do this at a certain age. They have to do this when they get to a certain grade. You know, it's like we're timekeepers and, you know, we're keeping time of life. And I just want to let you know tonight that whatever you're doing as far as parents, you're always doing your best knowing your best at that particular time. And I have always just put myself where my mental whatever have always been, my mental bottom line as far as my son have ever be concerned, you know, my biggest concern. I've always felt that I'm doing the best that I can. And in turn, my son is doing the best that he can. And that's the way I, I just level off my thoughts. I know that we all have our own takes on what we're ex our expectation is for the year, as well as what of our, um, you know, our biggest thing is, you know, we have expectation for the teachers and the principal. And we just go around with this big, luggage of what the year should be, what the year need to be, what the year must be, and all these, you know, different things that we're thinking of. And it, it is okay to want your child to do their best because their best is their best. It is also okay for you to want to do your best because, of course, as parents, that's what we strive to do. We strive to do our best. However, I want you to know, having a child with disability, you always have to have the understanding that you or I cannot rush the process of when our children meet their milestones or don't meet their milestones. We just don't have the capability to do any of that. We just have to keep pushing and trying our best at all time to be as supportive, you know, as supportive as we can possibly be, as helpful as we possible can be. Being there, being in the present, understanding that if your child is not doing what you consider well, what I consider well, it is okay to reach out to the teachers, reach out to the school, okay? Find out if there's any workshop online, read books, keep trying, keep pushing. But we cannot, we do not possess the magic touch 
to rush the process of our children meeting any kind of milestone. We can't. We got to understand that at some point, life is just spontaneous. We have to go along with some of what life is handing out. Every child, there's two things that's going to happen. Either they're going to meet that milestone, that goal or whatever might be on the IEP, or they're not, or they're going to meet half of it, or they're going to start meeting it at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. But what I'm trying to let you know is the process is the process. It cannot be, it can't be rushed. So don't compare your parenting skill to another parent. Don't compare your child not reaching or reaching their milestone to another child in their class, in their family, on the block, on TV, or what you've read about. Your child is your child, an individual, a one of a kind. You don't need to be a time, you know, it don't need to be a time clock when your child you know, knows everything that your neighbor's child knows in kindergarten. It doesn't need to be a timekeeper. So you don't need a time clock. You don't need a timekeeper. You need to just be there in the present as well as myself. When I speak and I said you, I'm, I'm also including myself. I'm all always including myself. So I don't want any of my listeners to think when I said, oh, well, you, as if I'm coming off being salty. Whenever I say you, I am a part of that you. I'm a part of that you. But what I want to tell you is the best support that you will ever give your child is understanding that your child is doing the best that they are doing at that time. Unless you know that they're slacking off, they're being a little lazy, you know, well, if we, you know, if we know that, then of course, then we can push and talk and push and talk. But if we know that our children are doing the best they can, we are, they're passengers in their journey. We cannot jump and start taking the, you know, the driver's seat because we need them to go faster you know, we need them to go faster that they can, you know, catch up with Susan and catch up with this one. We don't need, no, we need to stay in our place. And our place is to be the best cheerleader that this poor child will ever have while they struggle to try to be where paper or the teacher or you or I, or, you know, what we're saying that, where we're saying they should be. We just have to be patient. You know, we will see growth sprout mentally, physically, emotionally. All these different things need to be taken, you know, as growth. It needs to be taken as milestone. Well, maybe your child is not doing that great, you know, as far as participating in the class and all of that. But then you find that this child is remembering more of what they've done for the day. This child is inclined with, you know, please help me with my homework. That's a big deal. So, you know, we have to learn to look at the big deals. 
and understanding that, okay, you know, compare your child with what they did or didn't do last semester, not with other people. I'm going to say that again. If you must compare your child, compare your child to the child that that child was last year compared to the child that you have this year. But do not compare your child with someone else. I don't care if that child has autism and, and, and your child has autism and that child can count to a million. I don't care. That's, that skill belongs to that child. We're going to work on your child in the present. Your child, my child in the present. Okay? That's what we need to work on. We don't need to work on comparing. Because I'm quite sure if you ask any of our children whose mom or whose dad is the best, they're going to say, you know, your, my mom is the best. My dad is the best. Children rarely compare their parents. Rarely. When they're comparing, is they're comparing in the fact that they want something that they're not getting, where it might be a toy or a game, and they might compare for a second that, you know, this person's dad or that person's mom. But when it comes to love, for the most part, our children love us. And they love us unconditionally. I'm not saying we don't love our children, but sometimes we lose sight in wanting them to reach a place where they're just not ready to be at that place. So I want you to enjoy this school year. Enjoy their growth at whatever level. Okay? Enjoy it. We're all going through our own journeys, and we're all in a process, you know, a process. We're all going through. Can't hurry up the line of pushing your child to, um, to do where they're, you know, to do something that they're not capable of doing. What we can do is educate ourselves to understand more of what the child is not able to do because really mentally, physically, emotionally, they're just not there yet. So we can, we can educate ourselves to understand, even though we want our children to be here, do this, do that, we can learn to educate ourselves to understand that at this time it's a process. It's not, it's not, it's not, we're not there yet. You know, learn to only compare your child to that child that that child used to be the last school year. No one else. That's how I compare my son because when I compare 10th grade to 9th grade, that's when I find incredible process that the process was just incredible to the child that he is this year of a 10th grade. You know, that process, that journey was wonderful. I don't feel pressured. He doesn't feel pressured because, you know, there's not a being, there's not another person that he has to be but himself. 
you know, I've seen um, a growth in maturity. You know, I know that's not written on the IEP, and it's, you know, it's not something that, you know, rarely get discussed at an IEP meeting, but it's good when you can look at your child and see that emotionally this child have grown. You know, my son have grown emotionally. Um, he have grown mentally, you know, psychologically. He have grown, you know. And that is something that is worth enjoying. He have not started getting um, schoolwork as yet, you know, because they're still in the orientation um, week, which ended um, today. And starting Monday, it's going to be where they're more doing classwork. This week was more or less to, um, to understand the expectation of the school the expectation of the teachers and their expectation of the teacher and their teacher's expectation of them as a student for the year, for the school year, the entire school year. So they're getting to know each other and listening to each other and understanding what each other need to do to have a wonderful, successful year. But as I look at them, you know, as um, <laughs> I'm going to share a little part, I'm going to share a little bit of what um what I found, you know, challenging for me and a success for my son. Okay, so here I go. So without even looking at the IEP, without even looking at, you know, at this person or that person or whatever, I went with my son to the new school because we haven't been to the school. And he's, that you know, it's high school. He had missed out the whole in-person for the whole year. So, you know, we went to the school. And, um, of course, neither one of us knew where it was. We knew the address, but um, we have not actually, like, went there. And the first thing my son did when he got into, you know, when we got to the, um, to the area before we start, you know, before we decide whether we're going to go north or south, the first thing he did was take out his phone and put the address of the school in there, found the map, and he proceeded to tell me, go this way, we're going to go straight, we're going to go left, we're going to go right, and I shut my mouth, and I just followed and we ended up at the school, and I asked him, I said, from the, you know, we took public transportation. I said, from that point and to this point, how long did it take us to get here? <clears throat> Excuse me, my allergy from wearing my mask all day. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And I asked him how long, and he told me how long it took, and we kept, you know, we were there. So we were there pretty early, and um, we found an area to sit in you know, a um, little, not too far away from the school. And we sat there and we spoke and I said, well, how do you feel? And he said, well, I'm, you know, I'm a little anxious, but I'm very excited to go inside the school and to meet my teachers. And I was like, mm, boy, you know, um, three years ago, we wouldn't have this conversation where he would be so it would, the word excited wouldn't have been in there. It would have been just, I'm anxious. So right there and then, I saw growth. 
okay? That is not going to ever be on anyone's IEP, but that's okay. We continue the conversation. And, you know, we were just talking, and he was saying, I, I want, I'm dying to meet my teachers, I, you know. And I was like, whoa, you know, whoa. And then when it was time, I said, you know, I think it's time that we walk back to the school. We walk back to the school. And then a little before we actually got close enough to the school, I said to him, I turned to him and I said, because I, I didn't want to embarrass him because, you know, he's a high school student. And um, I, I turned to him and I said, would you like me to leave or continue walking with you? And he turned to me and he said, you can leave. I'm okay. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That would not have been my child last year. He would have told me, you know, you could stay until I go inside. Well, you know, you could stay. But this year, I have seen the growth. You know, I have seen, I already, I already in my mind know what this year is going to process into being a successful year. My son looked at me and he said, you can leave. I am okay. And I was like, whoa. And I left. And as I was walking, I don't know what, I, I know I was very excited that he was so independent and so sure of himself. But at the same time, I was like, mm, my baby don't need me. And then, you know, that pretty much went fast. I was more proud of him being independent. And I walked past and there was no parent. And you know what? He wanted to not stick out. He wanted to be like his peers, standing by themselves, waiting for whomever is going to open the door and tell them, line up and get inside the school. That took years. That did not happen overnight. It took years. And here I am enjoying what most mothers like myself with my other two children have, you know, from day one, from the minute they got to kindergarten and they were okay and comfy, it was always, bye, see you later. And that was it. I actually had to wait for kind of, I'm going to say, eighth grade wasn't that great because we had the pandemic. So I don't know what the eighth grade would have been like. Ninth grade, we stayed home the entire year. But I can tell you, 10th grade, I had to wait for 10th grade for my son to be to be at the point where he turned around and let me know, I don't need you to be a part of this journey. I am okay. You can leave. I'll be okay. I'll call you on the phone if I'm not, but I'm okay by myself. How you like that? Trust your process. Trust your journey. And before that, before I walked off, he let me know. And I'll get home by myself. I don't need you to stay and wait for me. I don't need you to come and wait for me. Because I've, you know, I had taken off. And I, you know, he said, 
I'll meet you. I'll be at home. I'm coming home alone by myself. I can do it. He said, I have faith in myself. I think I'm capable. He said, I'm capable of coming home by myself. Just give me a chance to do it. What I'm actually letting everyone that's hearing my voice is, things do not have to always be where the teachers are telling you about what they see. It's nice when the teachers see other growth. But what I want you to also learn to enjoy is the growth that maybe only you alone see in your child. Eventually other people will see it. But you need to admire the growth, enjoy, embellish, be proud of not only your child, but be proud of you. Be proud of the fact that you were such a good passenger that your child have grown. Emotionally, my child did not need me. Oh boy, right? Sounds kind of, you know, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. He didn't need me. He was not clingy. He didn't need me to hold his hand anymore. Physically, he did not need me to be okay. Mentally, he knew he was good by himself. Psychologically, he already told himself, I got this. Now, this is not a big deal for the, a, a parent that have a 10th grader. And this is not something that a, a, an average person with a 10th grader without that doesn't have autism, you know, would be flipping about because for the most part, their children might have been able to reach this particular milestone years ago, as my other two children were. But for me, in this particular journey, this process with my son, that I didn't rush, I let him push me away. I didn't push myself away because I wanted him to be like everyone else. I wanted him to be like his, you know, like his two siblings. I didn't do that. I allowed him to tell me to back up, you know, back up mom, back up. And it's the best feeling in the world. So I already start counting a wonderful year. I already start counting that this process is a good process, that, you know, it's, it, you know, the process of this year and the end of it will be a successful year. You can't rush life. You can't rush things that you want. You can't compare. You just have to let things just happen. You just have to participate in the journey, wherever your child is. Whether your child is not doing as much as you might think that they should because your other child or your other children are or your cousins or whatever, please do not 
ever bring any excess baggage on your children's journey. Don't bring any baggage on your children's journey. Just bring yourself and your child. Some journeys are just for two or three people, you know. If there's a other parent or a grandparent or co-parent, you know, a good co-parent into, you know, you and their spouse, you're not together or whatever the case is, but you are still a team as far as co-parenting, then, okay, then these are the people that's on the, the journey. You know, there's older siblings and they're really great cheerleaders. They're on the team. But do not bring baggages of your expectation, you know, what this child needs to do. And, you know, what you need to bring is your support. You being there. Your willingness to stand there as long as you need to be or as long as it need for your child to say, I need you, but I don't need you now. Like my son made it very clear. I need you. You know, you're still a part of my team. But right now, I got this. What is the exact word? I got this, Mom. I'm okay. And he actually used the words that I've always used with him. I trust you, and I know you're capable of doing wonderful things. You are capable of doing things that you don't even know yet that you're capable of doing. And he actually used those same words to me. Mom, I'm capable of being by myself. Mom, I'm capable of staying by myself. You can leave. And this is what we want. We want our children to let us know when it's time for us to let go. And for them to know when it's time to hold our hands again as they get older because as our children get older, we need to wish them well in their independence, whatever that is. If it's feeding themselves, if it's going to the bathroom by themselves, if it's coming home by themselves, going to school by themselves, if it's understanding that they need to get in the shower and take their shower without being told, if it's understanding that your homework means it needs to be done and not done in a fashion where you want to hurry it up because you want to watch TV, whatever the process is for this year. I'm sorry, it's a lot. As you hear, it's a lot of noise outside my window at this point. But I just want you to know, sometimes the journey is not that much fun. It's not that much fun. You know, it's, it's just not. Um, but most of the time, it is. It is, depending on your mindset. I mean... I don't know what's the first thing you tell your children when you see them, when, um, you know, when you um, get home from work or they get home from school or you pick them up. But um, I've always said the same thing to my son. 
and it is, how was your day? And then I shut my mouth, and I let him explain his day. And I think it's a good thing for parents to practice. Not ask, don't ask a bunch of questions, you know, as if you're a detective and this is like, a witness or someone that you think did a crime. Just how was your day? Let them fill in their day. Allow them to bring you into their day. But whatever your child is doing or wherever your child is, I want us to all keep thinking that my child is doing their best. I mean, if your child is not doing their best, then you know what you got to do. You got to put your foot down. You got to be more encouraging. You know, even sometimes we are encouraging and we still got to add more encouragement. You know, we got to just, we got to find it within us, you know, because I know that we do encourage, but some children just need more. But wherever you are in your process and how the years, don't start thinking how next June is going to be because we're not even in September. It's a process. It's a whole year for some people. Their children have been in school already a month. For some, my son, it's this week. For some, it's going to be after Labor Day. Do not already start looking what the whole entire year is going to be. It's a process. You cannot rush September to be June or whenever your children get out of school. It's a school year, and it's a process throughout the year. You have your work cut out for you. Your children have their work cut out for them, and so does their teachers. Now, school does not end when you pick up your child or your child come home. School ends when your child actually go to sleep, which means with some children, no matter how much we, um, we do with them, as far as schoolwork or whatever that we're trying so hard for them to achieve, some of them will achieve only half, and that's where they're at, and we love them to death because they have reached that half. Some will do 25%. Some may not be able to do that particular th task, but whatever it is, we're going to love upon them because they tried. You cannot forget about how hard it is to try. We cannot forget how hard it is to actually try. So sometimes it's not the completion of what should be. Sometimes the big deal is the child actually tried. Notice I didn't say try and fail. I said tried. So for this school year, I want to wish everyone the best school year because that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be the best school year. I want 
I don't know how many parents have ever felt um, that they were more or less like the student. You are the student. I've always told myself that every grade my child enters, I am now repeating that same grade with that child, which is my child. So I know sometimes you might feel that it's burdensome, especially if you have more than one um, child that needs you. But I want you to understand that, yes, you are a student. You're a student of life. You're a student of learning whatever this child needs to learn to be successful. Okay? So, yes, you are a student. And, yes, you're going to be a student for the rest of your life as long as you have this beautiful being in your life. There's always going to be something more to learn, to share, to teach, to learn, to teach. And you both will be teaching each other and you both will be learning from each other. So I want you to always have that mindset that at any given minute, a light can come on. So don't dim any light. Don't turn any light off. We don't know when the process is going to become a full-blown completion. This is why we're always working towards our final whatever it is. And then when that part is finished, then something else starts. So I want you to support yourself in knowing that you're doing your best. And of course, support your little being, your little student that you have at home, that they're doing their best. Be as involved as you can. What I used to do is when my son brought a book home, and he still do, what I used to do is I used to read the book. If he had to read uh, a chapter, I would read the chapter. Did I want to read it? No. Of course not. I've, d I've, I've done so much paperwork when I'm at work. I don't want to read anything. I don't want to read anything. But I know that I had to, and I've read the chapter, which means that when and if he needed me, my input on what, you know, on anything dealing with that particular homework, I was capable of saying, no, I don't think this is right. No, I think we should do this over. I didn't look at the homework with a blind spot of only knowing, well, you know, you should do it over, you should read it again. I've already read it, two chapters, whatever. Whatever my son read or is reading, I read it. Because you really have to read it to get in the mind frame of really being supportive. Because the more you read something, the more you would be involved in it emotionally instead of stressful. It won't become stressful because um, it's easier to help or give help or give support when you also understand what the answer is and if it's not right or if the child get half of what he is um, or she is doing, then you will already know what the other half should be so you can give more support in that area. Um, thank God he's, my son is very good in math. I've always been because I'm not. Apart from counting money, I'm lost. This year he'll be doing geometry and I'll be the best cheerleader standing here shutting my mouth because um, I don't know anything about math. I'm not that great at math. But um, I'm 
thankful that God has been merciful and gave him that brain that, you know, whatever is related to math, he just sucks it up and he's just great at it because I'm not. You know, I um, don't wait for your child um, counselor to reach out to you. You know, reach out to that person. I don't know if you, you want to write a note or, or a letter or email. Um, in my case, my son's school, every, um, I don't know if they have a second phone, but every staff that is related to my child learning within the school, I have a phone number for them or I have an email for them. But what you can do is you can reach out to your child support staff within the school. You don't need to wait for something to arrive or something bad to go on or, you know, or a misunderstanding to start reaching out to, to, um, to them and letting them know that this is, you know, this is, you know, you don't want to start off by the first communication that you both have. You're at each other's throat. Or you want to be, you know, you're you're just upset with them. So my my thing is, reach out first, where at least things are going good. Nothing have happened that you're upset at this person at this moment. You know, it's all good. So you reach out and you let them know that you're the parent of, and you know you'd like to be contact if something is not going right, and you also welcome to be contacted when things are going marvelous. So now, this person now understand that, you know, they can call you and let you know that things are great. And when someone call you or send a note home that your child is doing wonderful, when they send that note home that you're not, you know, you're not excited about reading, it doesn't bother you half as much because they've already communicated so many good stuff that this one note is just going to let you know that this person wants you to know this. You know, you're not going to take it like, you know, well, this person's picking on my child. You're not going to feel that way. So reach out to your children's teachers. Hi, I'm so-and-so's mom. You know, I am looking forward to the year being successful with you, being my child's teacher, please let me know beforehand if there's a problem. My number is at, you know, you can call me up until this time at night. You can email me. Just reach out before things stop being good and you're going to start reaching out where there's no mutual respect anymore. Okay, so I want to tell everyone good night, and um, I wish you all a fabulous, successful school year with your children. And keep in mind that each of us are students, and we're both learning together. Please remember, compare your child to the child you had last year. Never compare your child to anyone else. And I'm sending good vibes that it's going to be a beautiful year, a successful year for your children, for my child, for everyone that's listening to this podcast. It's going to be a marvelous, marvelous year. 
look at other growth besides the ones that you want them to be good at. They might not be doing so hot in math, but they are maturing in other ways. So it's a win-win. Look at your child overall in entire, the entire child. Enjoy this year. And I know we all have our work cut out for us, but it's part of our process and it's part of our journey. Good night, everyone. Okay? Have a fabulous evening. Good night. And I'll speak to you again. And um, again, I'm going to remind you that because um, this year is my son's 10th grade and it's... um, we didn't go into um, class last year as in person. Um, I know this year is going to be a good year, but it's going to, you know, I already seen the some of the work that need to be done. And um, I'm going to have to be there full time with him when I get home, you know, supporting him and helping as much as I can. So um, um, I'm just letting you know that my podcast might not be Thursday morning, but it will definitely be somewhere Thursday, you know, midday, in the evening, you know, may even be early Friday. But um, like I said, we have to manage our time with being a parent first before we can manage anything else outside of the fact that we have to go to work and support them. And I'm 100% sure that every parent that is listening understand. So, um, again, the process will take care of itself. You just take care of yourself and your child. Goodbye.